Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Himalaya. You're listening to Think Like an Economist a Himalaya learning production. For exclusive content like bonus episodes and supplemental materials for this podcast and others like it, go to Himalaya.com econ and enter promo code econ, E-C-O-N, at checkout to get your first 14 days free. It's time to think like an economist. Justin, how's it going? Seems like you guys have had a massive week. A big week? What, what do you mean? What sort of news are we having in November? Yes, something a bit along those lines. Where's Where's Betsy? <laughs> so just to bring the listeners in, of course, the US has just had an election. And obviously, it's an extraordinary time for economists, as we've all got to start thinking about economic policy for the new president. And actually, Betsy's serving on the Biden-Harris transition team, which means she can't be with us today to talk about this. But there's a lot to talk about anyway. That's super exciting. I bet there's loads to get done. Yes. The new administration begins on January 20th. They're facing a pandemic, a recession, a bureaucracy that in many measures is in disarray and they need to hit the ground running. So as I thought today would be a good opportunity for Presidential Economics 101 for today's episode of Think Like an Economist. Justin, if you were going to brief the next president about what they need to do about the economy, where would you start? What would you say? It's a funny thing for an economist in the middle of a recession to say the starting point's not monetary policy. It's not fiscal policy. It's not calling a bunch of economists in. It's beating the virus. One way of thinking about the virus is it's like a tax on every person-to-person interaction or service sector transaction that we have. And that tax deters a lot of activity. And if you think about it that way, that tax is the reason the US economy and economies around the world are in the doldrums right now. So if they can remove that tax, things might get back to normal sometime soon. It's interesting because I feel like loads of people who talk about restrictions being bad always bring in the economy and how this is really damaging for the economy. I think a lot of the discussion gets very mixed up because people make the mistake of thinking the economy is about dollars and cents. I know listeners of our podcast would never make that mistake. We understand that economics is about every aspect of the human condition. And it's not just about the dollars and cents that go into GDP. It's also about the health. It's about keeping our relatives alive. It's about the joy we get from being with each other. All of this is part of economics because all of this is what we're trying to do, which is figure out ways to make the world a better place. So what would be your first advice using economics tools in terms of what to do right now, given there's a pandemic and there's a recession? President Biden, if you care about the recession, and I know you do, we need to beat the bug. Your public health team is going to come to you with all sorts of suggestions. 
Some of them are very cheap. Make sure people wear masks, show leadership and show how one does wear a mask, continue to social distance. Some will be a lot more expensive, widespread testing, getting the vaccine distributed as soon as possible, contact tracing. But before you hesitate on the price tag, realize that the benefits from beating the bug are absolutely enormous. There was a recent study by Harvard economists David Cutler and Larry Summers, which found that for the typical family of four, so far the pandemic has cost them the equivalent of 200,000 US dollars. Some of those costs are lost income. Some of that's worse health for folks who've lived through the virus. Some of it's worse mental health for folks who've been separated from loved ones. And some of it's lost relatives and lives lost. So you've talked about beating the bug, which sounds like a sort of immediate short run measure. What do we need to do in the medium run? We need to inoculate the economy against future shocks. Look, recessions happen and we can almost never predict them because they happen when something that you don't expect jumps up and bites the economy on the bum. It could happen and it could happen as soon as next week. And for so many families and so many businesses that are teetering on the brink right now, yet another downturn would be catastrophic. So we need to make the economy more bulletproof. What I've suggested is we need to find ways to automatically link the state of the economy to government spending. This is what economists call automatic stabilizers. And if we can do that, then we can also take politics out of the equation. A lot of the discussion about whether we should have more fiscal stimulus or not got caught up in electoral politics. One side didn't want to vote for it, lest it helped the election prospects of the other. And the economy and people suffer as a result. Let's get Republicans and Democrats in a room. Let's get them to agree on a formula for how fiscal policy should in the future respond to the ups and downs of the economy. Let's make that a law. And hopefully that will help inoculate us against the next set of shocks. And Justin, you've used this term fiscal stimulus. We're going to learn about this in later episodes, but can you quickly tell us what this is? Because it seems to be super important. One way of thinking about a determinant of the size of the economy is how much spending is going on. And if you and I are not doing much spending and businesses aren't, the government can step in and do a lot of spending. And then the hope is the people who receive that spending will also go on and spend it as well. So that's what fiscal stimulus is. And that's an important part of how we can try and jolt the economy out of its current stupor. And in this case, do you mean the government should literally be giving people money? In many cases, yes, sending people money. In some cases, spending it directly. Think about things like what is the best time to spend billions of dollars building roads? Is it when unemployment is high, tons of people need jobs, wages are low and we can borrow at a low interest rate, like right now? Or is it once the economy's booming, everyone has jobs, they'll only come and work on your road project for a higher wage? It's pretty clear if we're going to build roads, we're better off doing it today than in some future moment. I should be clear, Naz, when I say building roads, there's a bit of a metaphor about that. I mean the big investments that we need to make, not just to keep our economy humming, but to make it more livable, a better place. So it includes environmental investments, it includes infrastructure investments, it includes community investments. If we're going to spend that money, let's do it when it has the most benefit. Now, part of this requires us to build the infrastructure to scale up and down government spending at different points in time. That's something that we really failed at this time. So sometimes fiscal stimulus is literally sending people money. And the US government decided to send people $1,200 checks. But it took weeks and weeks to get that money out. And in fact, there's still millions of people who still months later haven't received that check. 
That seems really amazing given that Jeff Bezos and Amazon can get me one of tens of thousands of products to my door in two days and the government can't get me money in two months. So we need to fix that. We need to create pipes that allow the government to get money out quickly and effectively so that we can offset future economic shocks. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Justin, we've looked at the short run, the medium run. Like all economists, we're going to come to the long run. What does the president need to be focusing on for the long run? This is very much advice that's half political and half economic. The political part is... Politicians too often allow this crisis to consume their every day. And hopefully we will get through this crisis. It's a public health crisis. It's an economic crisis. But then we're going to have midterm elections within two years. And so maybe we'll have a political crisis. And you keep focusing on the short run and you never achieve the important long run things that led you to want to run for office. And so I would say to the president, even though it feels like the wrong time for these big investments, maybe it's the right time. Think about your longer run goals. Inequality has been rising and that's something you're concerned about. The American healthcare system is incredibly inefficient and very difficult to reform. But if we reform it, we could really help people. Our social safety net is frayed and we really saw that when millions lost work and not everyone was able to get by. We've obviously got the environment to worry about. And of course, there's been fraying trust in important economic institutions. And so I'd say to the president... Many of these problems seem enormous, but when you crack open an economics textbook, or let me add, listen to a future episode of Think Like an Economist, you'll see these are things that my tribe has been studying for years, and we have some pretty good solutions. We've talked about some of them, for instance, on the environment in past episodes. We'll keep talking about those solutions, but they're all out there, and they're waiting for a president to pick them up and implement them. So your tips for the next president would be in the short run to beat the bug? in the medium run to inoculate the economy against future shocks, and in the long run to focus on things such as inequality, the environment and healthcare, and, you know, these big visions on how we can live better, really. Naz, you have summarised it so well that uh, I hereby nominate you as the next uh, Secretary of the Treasury, and I hope you can get your agenda implemented. But you guys make it sound so much simpler than it is. (laughs) But this is an important point for the listeners. We can get bogged down in all the ways these things are difficult. We can also stand back, see the big picture, see that there are solutions, look in our standard economics textbooks and understand the ways in which these problems are solvable 
we need the political will to do it. I'm not a political scientist. So I say to the president, that part's your job, but the economics profession is here to provide you with the support and the insights I think you need to tackle these big problems. Justin, thanks so much for your tips for the next president. And good luck to Betsy, who is busy working on all this over the next few months. I'll pass that on if I ever get to see her again, but i got to tell you, she's working some long hours. Well, fixing the economy, it's important work. Well, I'm glad we got the right woman there. To get the most out of this show, check out our bonus episodes and supplemental materials, available only on the Himalaya Learning platform. Himalaya Learning provides bite-sized courses from world-class thinkers and industry experts such as Ariana Huffington, Malcolm Gladwell, Tim Ferriss, and more for you to enjoy in the app on the go. Go to Himalaya.com econ and enter promo code econ, E-C-O-N, at checkout for your first 14 days free. It's time to think like an economist. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.